Welcome everybody to the next cannabis review of the final episode of the year. We are in for an end of year review on this episode. I am joined by Matthew O'Brien of the Green Paper. Matthew, how are you keeping today? I have never been better, sir. And I greatly appreciate the opportunity to, to join you on this occasion. Oh, mate, we did it last year, so I think we're going to have to make this an annual thing. And you've had a pretty great year with 4PM being acquired, and you're now on your way to being one of the media center points of this industry. So congratulations on that, mate. I think we've got a lot to cover in the 15 minutes today. Absolutely, and I hope it's the, the first of many Irish cannabis companies that succeed in this industry. Yeah, I have no doubt at all. It'll be uh, it, There's a lot of good things to come in this industry. So let's kick things off i kind of wanted to keep it to 15 minutes so i'm going to start off pretty simple and straightforward we're going to do an end of year review we're going to grade north america and we're going to grade europe from obviously regular grading so i'm going to let you start or if you want me to start with europe i'll give them a grade and i'll give you my reasoning why and then we can have a little discussion as to see if we're both right what, what are you kicking us off on just so i can get a, a sense as to what the format would look like yeah, cool. Well, I'll start off with Europe. So basically, we're going to give Europe, I think, it's a B plus to an A minus is what I'm looking to uh, achieve. There's still a lot of uh, muddy waters when it comes to the CB industry, but the leaps and bounds that are happening are significant leaps and bounds. They're not just uh, kind of dribs and drabs and stuff. Germany, obviously, legalizing what we'll get is one of the biggest moments. Luxembourg talking to doing it, but the action weather coming in Italy, the made in Denmark products that are getting uh, licensed for sale. So the acquisitions that are happening, the listings that happened in the UK, um, as much as they're not part of Europe anymore, we're going to consider them part of Europe for the discussion. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot to be positive about in Europe. There's been massive strides ahead. I think a lot of the North American brands, I saw a lot of the finance calls at shareholder meetings where they're adding a billion valuation on the German market and kind of adding this to future earnings of capital, which I think is a bit ahead of themselves. They've got a stiff battle against a couple of the European brands that we all know that are going to be here fighting for this territory. They're not just going to walk in and automatically be able to make market share. So I think there's a, a lot of positives ahead. Maybe North American companies might be getting a little bit ahead of themselves about the, the potential for Europe, because as I said, it's not just an open goal. They're going to have some stiff, stiff competition by some uh, highly knowledgeable people that mightn't be very visual at the moment, but are in the background doing the work and putting in the legislation uh, framework for everything that works uh, uh, well for them so what do you think do you agree a minus b plus yeah i think so I, i'm with you i think there's there's certainly room for improvement as there always is but i think it's been a, a very important year for the european cannabis industry and i really get the sense that europe is is really putting the foot down on the pedal such that they can they can catch up with our, our neighbors in north america yeah no i couldn't agree with you more as i said there's still a lot to do and there's still a lot of uh, uh tape to pass and you can see over in ireland here a lot of the cbe products getting stopped at customs and taken off the shelves so you can see this happening across europe and people that i've talked to so there seems to be something happening in the background to allow let's say the uh, companies that have already got approved let's say some of them have got novel food applications approved they're using synthetic cannabinoids so with all due respect to the companies that are getting their products stopped this is the way the free markets work the, these companies have spent the money they've got their their foot in the door now so it's up to you to be able to compete against them uh, if there is a competition to be had there would you agree absolutely like like it or hate it that that's the conditions which are all subject to and it's a free market anyone and everyone can apply for those those certifications and 
this regu- this industry is going to be regulated to death for many, many more years to come. So if anyone is deterred by the current sort of regulatory environment, I think it's a good opportunity just to perhaps take notice that potentially there's another industry you want to participate in because this is the future of cannabis for better or worse. It's going to be regulated and over-regulated for many, many years to come. So all in all progress, but a good, a good, uh, a good insight for any entrepreneurs who are potentially seeking to seeking to get a, a piece of this pie that this is just the environment you have to grow accustomed to operating within. Yeah, creating the brand is going to be secondary in Europe. It'll be about regulatory framework, industry nuances, how different territories uh, operate within the rules and framework. So it's not like North America where brands came first and foremost. So let's move on right. to North America and let's give us give me your grade on how. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, do you want to do Canada and America separately or do you want to bunch them in together? Yeah, certainly. I'll, I'll see if I can do a bit of a separation because I, I think they are quite different markets. In, in the case of Canada, um, I give Canada a B plus and I think it's important to, to separate what's happening in the Canada's stock market versus what's actually happening in the Canadian cannabis market because ultimately a lot of the attention is diverted to the larger Canadian cannabis companies, whether that's a company like Tilray or Aurora or Canopy Growth. And ultimately, they've failed to meet expectations for the last two years in the industry. They made wildly ambitious promises to their investors as the percentage of market share that they could capture. And a lot of these companies are coming to the realization that the products they're producing are simply inferior in comparison to craft cannabis. However, ultimately, if you look at the, the market, as I said, as opposed to the stock market, we have seen a huge increase this year in total sales of craft cannabis products. My understanding is that it's nearly up 10x year to date. Now, granted, that did start at a pretty low point because craft cannabis producers were only eligible to bring their products to market within the last 24 months. So granted, it did start at a small base. However, that's been a huge success story in the last year. That's not brought us to a point whereby a lot of these larger companies are really having to evaluate which particular categories of cannabis they're focusing on. And ultimately, we're starting to see a much more mature cannabis industry in Canada, whereby producers are starting to really focus on particular form factors as opposed to trying to be all things to all people. So generally, I'd say Canada, a B plus, I think they've done a great job of the rollout of you know 2.0 products, whether that's beverages, edibles, etc. I still think there's a lot of room for improvement in Canada. In certain provinces, cannabis retailers still aren't actually able to perform e-commerce sales in the world we live in. That is just a necessity for, for any business. So that's definitely a potential sort of room for improvement for, for Canadian regulators. And hopefully in the upcoming review of the, the Cannabis Act, that will be somewhere on the, the top of their priority list. In the case of the United States, I think it's very much a mixed bag on. I, I would generally, I'd say like maybe a C plus is probably a, a fair grade for the performance of that market. This year, we have seen three bills that are currently in place, which would effectively legalize cannabis at a federal level. And albeit we could consider that progress, we are seeing a certain fragmentation of the Democratic Party, whereby you have the majority leader of the Senate, Chuck Schumacher, who is saying that he will literally oppose any bill which is not his bill, such that he can potentially capture the political points of legalizing cannabis. So I think right now in the States, cannabis has very much become front and center of politics. And that is, that is definitely a good sign. And I think inevitably it will result in the federal legalization of cannabis. However, and I'd like to get your perspective on this. I don't think it's a good thing whereby there are too many politicians in a single party who are actively competing against one another to sort of get the political points associated with passing this legislation. Yeah, well, I think the way I look at America is there's been sizable gains in the, the state level 
in terms of the growth of the market share. Obviously, federal legalization is still the big domino effect to happen. But I think what you've got happening now is the posturing between the Democrats and the Republicans. They can see the capital and the finance and the markets are moving in this way. And it's now going to be like, we want the pat on the back coming into election looking season. Who's going to be able to hold this cherry and say that they got the young vote or they got the, the new millennial vote out with this uh, move? So, as I said, I think it's a great sign. The fact that both parties have put in, in papers for a, a, an industry is an amazing thing. One of them are going to beat the other. You've now got them Absolutely. actively competing with each other for the right. industry's benefit. So, yeah. I think I'd agree with you on America. Still a lot to be done in, in that territory, but uh, big gains had this year as well. Uh, a few other points I'll highlight on that own. So a few really interesting statistics. So cannabis is now the fifth largest cash crop in the United States. So of, of all the, the crops in their agricultural uh, industry, cannabis is now the, the fifth, fifth most valuable crop. And that's just like determining the, the wholesale revenue, like the, the revenue being generated from farmers selling it to retailers. Additionally, sales are going to surpass $22 billion this year in legal cannabis sales. Like how outrageous is it that, you know, $22 billion in legal cannabis sales, despite the fact that it's federally legal. And to your point, we now have two political parties who are competing against one another. So I can only believe that this is going to act as a further catalyst to decrease the timeline by which federal legalization will occur. And ultimately, when that does occur, I think we're just going to see the floodgates truly open. Like what we've seen up until this point has been fantastic. But once you have interstate commerce and cannabis brands in, in California are able to start shipping their products, you know, from West Coast to East Coast, I think we're going to see an enormous amount of cash flow into this industry. And I think all that we've seen to date will really be sort of, I don't want to say insignificant, but I think it will seem a little bit insignificant as to what will likely follow in the, the, the four years that will come after that. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. I think the biggest one of them all is the New York legalization. It's going to jump into the second or third biggest industry in America, uh, if, if not tying with California. But I think the most significant thing is that it's so close to Europe in terms of perception by Europeans, in terms of Irish people, and in terms of business people in New York. A lot of them have bases over here in Europe, whereas Californian companies right. and Colorado companies necessarily don't. So I think just that close proximity to a market that's going to explode and it's going to prove that the capital gains and the job creations are there is another positive for Europe to be able to watch and see and uh, have the influence come over the politicians and decision makers over here because what you can be naive as you want capital moves everything and the capital hasn't right. been able to get into these markets yet and a lot of the capital is situated in New York so I think it's going to be a, an interesting year to say the least from March next year when everything kicks off kicks off over there absolutely and to really tie a bow tie on that like right now 321,000 people have obtained full-time employment in the legal cannabis industry in the United States. Like that is an outrageous amount of employment that industry is now providing. And again, despite the fact that cannabis remains federally illegal, so very excited about what's happening on a state level. And hopefully when we're having this conversation next year, there might be a little bit more progress made on the, the federal legislation. Yeah, fingers crossed now, fingers crossed. So Rob, we're going to move on to the next section. We're going to pick two of the biggest moments of 2021 each. We've only got like four or five minutes. We can stretch over maybe a minute past it. Um, but yeah, I'm going to keep it to that. There's a cat waking up there behind me. So um, yeah, I'll take, kick things off. So two of the ones that I'm going to go, we had a little discussion before and I think we're agreed and everything for, but the big one for me is the jazz acquisition of GW Pharma for $7.4 billion uh, started the talk of it was back in february but it was confirmed in may when it went through the listing so i think that's such a significant play especially coming from a uk company 
that's supposedly where a territory where it's completely illegal. They're the second biggest manufacturer or exporter of medical cannabis in the world. And it, it's just one of those funny scenarios that you really got capital in the markets now over this side of the water, not just in the US. So that's going to be the big moment for me, number one. What about you? For myself, I'd have to highlight the fact that Germany is now on course to legalize cannabis. Like having having lived in Ireland for the better part of my life and having a, a decent understanding as to how, pol- how how certain legislation is crafted by politicians in in the EU, I have to I have to get the, the sense that there is going to be significant ramifications of a nation state like Germany legalizing cannabis, ultimately leapfrogging the United states whereby you know Colorado first state to legalize cannabis for adult use purposes back in 2012. So they, they had a 10 year head start. Despite that, the Germans have caught up. It looks like they're going to be the first sort of major European nation to effectively embrace the adult use or the adult use cannabis market. So for me, that that's the top moment of, of 2021. And I get the sense that that is going to have huge ramifications for, for the European market. And hopefully hopefully our our politicians in Ireland are uh, are taking note as to what our, our German counterparts are putting in place. Yeah, well, I think you agree. Once you've got Germany going in, <clears throat> Everything goes according to plan there. And I've interviewed the top of the top companies in Germany, some of the top lawyers. The people in that industry are razor sharp. I think that's right. going to be a big, big, big success in Germany. There's no uh, flesh on the bone on any of the companies <laughs> I've talked over there. Everybody's very precise. They know what they're doing. They're as up to date as any territory in the world. And I think Absolutely. that triggers in France to happen. When you get France and Germany doing anything in Europe, it's pretty much right. a landslide across the board everywhere Absolutely. else. And, like what we're saying in the previous conversation, the markets will then be alive where the M&As happen, where the new territories for growth. So I think, yeah, a great one. So my second one then, I, I'm I'm chosen between two of them. And I don't know whether you're going to pick the other one. So it's either between Amazon changing their cannabis uh, employee policy or the UFC changing their cannabis employee policy. Either way, a massive sporting firm, which kind of opened the floodgates to the NFL and a couple of others to stop cannabis testing for THC and not ban uh, athletes. And also Amazon uh, triggering then what allowed Apple to stop banning the apps on their app store. And it was kind of big tech and sport both aligned with uh, lifting the ban on cannabis. So what are you going to go for your second one, just out of curiosity? I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on your your suggestion regarding Amazon and Apple. The fact that the two most valuable companies in the world, like literally the two most valuable companies in the world, both updated their policies in favor of cannabis this year, to me just speaks volume to the progress which is being made as to the fact that previously there was a misconceptions associated with what cannabis was. I think we're now reaching a point, thankfully, whereby people are aware that cannabis is not the the dangerous drug it was once made out to be. And consequently, you have companies like Apple and Amazon who are starting to take note of that. In America, there's 68% of the population are in favor of legalization. And with labor shortages, they're identifying that in order for them to retain and attract the highest quality people to their companies, they have to update their policies such that they are taking a more sort of progressive position when it comes to cannabis. So for me, that, that is a huge milestone for the cannabis industry. We now have companies that are able to actually list apps on the app store. That's a little bit important, but to me, it's just the fact that the two most valuable companies in the world have both simultaneously started embracing cannabis just tells a, a very sort of very interesting tale as to the progress this industry has made in the, the last number of years. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember from last year, one of our top five things was Jay-Z getting into it. So is the celebrity right. world embracing cannabis. So 12 months later, we've got the biggest tech companies in the world embracing <laughs> cannabis. So it's a pretty good uh, a pretty good year as much as there's been a lot of shit shows and uh, garbage being spewed by a lot of people who aren't as informed as they should be. Absolutely. Happy days, and I think that, that's definitely coming to an end, thankfully. I, I think the, the yeah. sort of... Uh, the fear mongering we, we've seen a lot less of it this year and yeah, yeah. my sense is that that's going to continue to decline as more people have access to it, the information which ultimately informs them as the fact that this is a very safe substance yeah well we've had some of the biggest reviewing episodes on this show now have been like dr peter grimspoon from harvard medical we've had a uh, dr onivy from william patterson university the head of uh, neurology in toronto medical you know what I mean? So you, you, you can only refute and have these arguments so long before you start looking like right. a crazy person in the Absolutely. room. I think we're really going to be at an inflection point of shit up and sit down uh, very, right. very soon. So right. hey, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, I hope you have a great Christmas with your family and uh, I look forward to talking to you in the new year. But best of luck with the newsletter. I hope everything goes great. Likewise, Omen, congrats on the success of the Cannabis re Review this year. I've been thoroughly enjoying all the, the high-quality interviews you've been putting out. Yeah, well, thank you very much to all the guests. This is the last episode of the year, so for every guest that we've had on, there's been maybe 40 or 50 now at this stage. Thank you very much. The show is nothing without the guests coming on. and The informed people like Matthew who's given us their uh, knowledgeable opinions. So thank you very much to all the viewers as well. Hope everybody's had a great 2021. I will be blazing it up at the end of the year and I look forward to seeing everybody at the uh, start of 2022. Bye-bye.